Hey, I'm not going to make a podcast every day. Don't get used to this. But also, like, I was just on another podcast. You should listen to it. (laughs) It's called The Velvet Butcher Shop. My friend Kennedy from Twitter invited me. And, of course, so many things came up where I was like, oh, I need to... Now I need to like sit with this. I guess this is just what happens when I'm on another podcast. I think about my podcast. I think about the stories and how, you know, what's coming up for me in these conversations where it's like, oh, wait, there's there's something here for me to go deeper into. So we were talking about mycology, fungi, fungi. Fun guy. We're talking about mushrooms. We're talking about, I think what a lot of what I tend to talk about, it just comes back around to plant medicine, mushrooms, um, you know, earth connection and reweaving the lost threads or the, you know, the places in our lineage where there's been a disruption. And um, of course that came up <laughs> and I was reminded of this story, like right as we ended, I actually got cut off at the end, which is fine. Cause I kept talking. Um, but like, I think it's just, you know, it was like an hour slot and I, anyway, what came up right at the end was this memory I had totally forgotten about and I want to share it with you. It's solstice too. It's the shortest day of the year and I find that this is always a really good day for ritualizing. Welcome to Sleeping with Myth, a podcast by me, Myth, also known as a mythic witch. course I got fucking interrupted by a telemarketer or someone trying to buy my house this is my life I don't even answer calls most of the time because somebody's just trying to buy my fucking house and you can't have it um anyway this is a good time I think to also put words up on your home if you are living in one place which I mean this is I stay, I'm in the same house for years and years. Love that. Hate that. Love that. Um, anyway, so that's what I did this morning before the podcast. Me and my kiddo, uh, did some protective magic around our home and the holly today is so beautiful. It's like popping. So I want to get out there later and get some boughs of holly for real. And also want to make a holly essence. I've been feeling that pull but today it really feels right so I'm gonna make a holly essence later today probably if it still feels good um but anyway all of this it's solstice I just wanted to tell this story about the big mushroom and I I remember this here and there but I totally forgot um until today when they were like oh how did you get into mushrooms and it's like oh I think just because plant medicine and foraging but no the very I remember now when I was like four or five very young and just running amok in my nana's garden as I got to do I was just so free (laughs) when I was that age um 
my kid can't quite have that level of freedom because of where we live, but I was way out in the country and I found a big mushroom, a mushroom that was like my size is what it felt like. I remember seeing this big mushroom um, and I remember being like, I wonder what's inside and opening it. And then checking back every few days and there was this very distinctive yellow ooze coming out of it. And I had totally forgotten that that happened. Like I remember um, being a kid and being in Girl Scouts and at Girl Scout camp or maybe it was 4-H camp, whatever the case. I remember one of the girls throwing away this little cup of mushrooms that I had collected because I wanted to keep them and I wanted to study them. And it was really one of my first shunned interests. And I um, remember just being like heartbroken because they were like, oh, these mushrooms stink. You're so weird. Like that was the the vibe, you know, in my memory. Probably wasn't that bad, but who knows. Um, Little me was very upset though, but little me was upset a lot. I was, am, I am very emotional and passionate. So, um... Anyway, I that big mushroom, the big mushroom, um, it cracks me up because even now my son, when we find a really big mushroom or big patch, he actually made up this little song. And I totally had forgotten that this happened, right? Like, it's just so funny how it comes full circle. And with him, I get to encourage this. But his little song is like, Big mushroom, look at the big old mushroom. Big mushroom, it's so cute. Um, and I love that I can, you know, let I can let my fire be rekindled in this area. Like I know that kids can be. I, I think even just the other day on the one of the podcasts that I was on, I was like, just don't have kids, man. This is so stressful. And it is. It is so stressful. And still, children are so magical, so much more in touch with themselves and the world than we are. The actual world. <laughs> like, they haven't been conditioned yet by all this bullshit that we have. Um, and... <sighs> It's kind of refreshing talking to my kid. Like um, last night he rolled over and he's like, what happens if you eat mud? (laughs) And he was so serious. You know, he was avoiding bedtime and I'm like, okay, well, let's think about what's in mud. Mud is dirt, dirt is soil. And, you know, we start breaking down like what is in the soil. And then I realize, like, oh, wait, there's some things that I don't know in this really basic question. Like I actually have some digging to do didn't yeah um but anyway kids are such amazing oracles and I am not saying that to say if you have a kid you need to listen to what they say and like let that be direction for your life um because maybe not maybe everyone can't do that you know there's some stuff where it's like okay yeah adult business you know um I have this strict thing where I will talk about money with my kid, but I want him to always know that money, finding money for bills, finding ways to pay for things, that is, that's grown up stuff. And he does not need to know if we're poor, if we're not, you know, any of that stuff. I'm kind of like, 
it's not that it's off limits. I want him to understand value, but as far as like money goes, I don't want to transfer my anxiety and my, you know, horrible capitalist conditioning onto him because if I really wish that that's not something that I knew about when I was a kid, but I did feel that anxiety even back then. And I think um, just to, in case my mom ever listens to this is, you know, she probably won't, but it's not, it was never her fault. You know, we had a house fire when I was 13 and there was just this, and you know, things felt very unstable and people also the same year, like a bunch of people dropped dead in my family, which, you know, um, again, not her fault, not their fault. Right. But I make it, I I just want to mention that like, I can't shelter my kid. I don't want to shelter him, but I also want him to have what I did at least, um, for most of my young life, which was the freedom to be curious and the freedom to explore. And instead of like, because for me, it's like I ended up going to public school and here that was such a fucking joke. I was so interested in so many things that I couldn't even explore because my teachers were so, you know, this is not an anti-teacher rant, but I will say that I had some pretty bad teachers and the school system here is just garbage, especially for someone neurodivergent who didn't even, who wasn't even treated at that time. But um, yeah, so... I want to give him that, you know, um, I'm not, again, not trying to replicate my childhood or anything because there were plenty of things I want to make sure don't happen to him that happened to me, but he is genuinely interested in a lot of things that I was interested in. And at first I was like, you know, when he was born, I made this promise to myself, I wasn't going to make him like the stuff that I like. I wasn't going to like push him in this direction, but it turns out he's just into a lot of things that I'm into, which for some reason that never entered my mind. It was never like, oh, what happens if he's a ton like you? Never entered my mind. It was more like, I need to put my ego aside so my kid can be whoever he actually is. And now I'm like, oh, well, (laughs) seems like the person he is, is a lot like me. Um, so now what? <laughs> it's a totally different uh, anxiety, I guess, because I also know how much I was made to feel like wrong for all of the things that I most authentically am before I got edited, you know, basically is how I feel like before I got edited. Ooh. So anyway solstice I friends I'm gonna keep my books closed until after the new year I was gonna I know people have been asking if you've asked please know that I love you so much for wanting sessions with me I really do and you know frankly like wallet wise I could definitely use um the money from doing the work that I offer right uh, personal sessions, but I just, I don't feel like right now is the right time because I am still kind of getting my discernment back in order. I've just had 
a couple, you know, it's weird because it's like I look at other tarot readers and I'm like, okay, I know that we can set our own chaos aside for a moment to give a reading. However, there's a point where it's like there's just too much personal stuff happening for me where I really can't, where I really do feel like my discernment isn't amazing. And I just, I want your sessions to be of value to you. I want you to get to walk away being like, I'm glad I had this. I have more clarity, or at least I know where I need to, you know, put my energy. I don't ever want to give you a reading where I, you know, where you feel like it's not, um, a hundred percent, you know? Um, I, I also know that like, I could probably half-ass some readings and everybody'd be happy, but the thing is, and I think about this often where it's like satisfaction and genuine help and, you know, all, all of the ways that like the reasons people book readings, like I just, there's going to be no amount of work that I do where I feel like I'm done becoming the reader that people deserve. And that is something I have to reconcile with myself, right? Like I have to just deal with it. I'm human, right? Um, But I also, yeah, I'm just not ready to give readings again yet. Probably going to be sometime after the new year. My birthday is coming up on January 3rd and um, I'm going to get a reading from someone else because I think it's time. I do get readings from other people, but it's been a while and I'm kind of ready to try someone different who I've never had a reading from and just see what they, see what they can help me with, you know, what they pick up on, what they see for me, because whew, I'm just, I don't know, maybe it's the chronic health stuff. I just feel a level of exhaustion doing the things I normally do. However, I have endless amounts of energy for talking, for podcasting, for, you know, having conversations. I want more connection, but I think the ways that I have tried seeking connection or, you know, like I'm trying to get clear on what I actually want. And if you've had a reading with me, this is probably something we've talked about. If you don't know what you want, which is very often the case, where it's like, oh, we're trying to manifest something, but we're not sure what we want. Well, then we need to get clear on what we want. For 2022, because this is a great day to set intentions here on the shortest day, um, excuse me, I, next year, what I mostly want, I want to cultivate ease, I want rest. I don't want to have to work so hard. I want to be challenged, you know, because I do have this interest-based motivation, I guess. You know, ADHD, it's like if it's boring, I don't want to do it. And it's not that personal sessions are boring, but if we've never met before and I have to, like, ask you the line of questioning that I typically have to ask, like, sometimes that is it's kind of hard to like start all the way over um, with someone, which maybe that's unfair, but that's just where I am right now. So for 2022, I'm putting this out there into the universe because I want it to be answered. You know, I want it to be received. So what I want, I want um, 
to get to rest genuinely. I want to have my needs met. I want my needs to be met so that I can do, so that I don't have to just work all the time and I can do stuff I enjoy and also um, have real connection with people that's not over an exchange of goods and services, right? So I feel like I've had really strict boundaries around reading for people too. And that's because people will ask me questions, just DM me, whatever. And it it's hard because like I said, it's like I mostly would have to repeat what I've already had to say a million times or, um, you know, sometimes it feels like disrespect because I have right now, if you follow me on Twitter, I have as my pinned post a Q&A. I have a place where if you want questions answered, you can just click this link. It's a free Patreon post and there you can ask your questions, but I have zero questions on there. It's quite interesting. It's like, it's totally free. Why do you want me in my DMs to just give you answers when really it's like, I feel a little used. (laughs) Maybe other people don't see it that way. I'm sure I've done it to people before too, but it's like, okay, you know, if you're never engaging with my work, except for to get your one answer or my take on something it's like it's just a bad use of my energy so anyway all of this to say it right now if you want me to answer literally any question I will do that um just go to the pen post on my twitter it's just it's an it's also pinned on my patreon it's a free public post you do not have to pay to be part of my patreon to ask where you can ask literally anything it can be mundane. It can be really out there. I'm I'm here for it. And I'll record a podcast like this where everybody who asked, you can get your answers. And I also did it just in case people start asking me questions and DMs again. So I can just be like, here, here's the protocol for that. Um, you can ask and I'll answer at some point. So um, anyway, just coming back... <laughs> I just got to talking and I got like all fired up. But anyway, I, what was I talking about? Kids being oracles. Okay. You ever notice though, how kids will just, it's not even just the way that they'll say whatever they're thinking or whatever. It's also the fact that they are so nonchalant. Like they don't think, they're not thinking before they talk which in so many ways we talk about that like that's negative. Um, but it's a really good thing because their, they're free to just spit wisdom and they're not looking for credit. They're not trying to be a guru. Kids are just saying whatever comes through and I fucking, I just love it. And I'm remembering now when I worked with kids, it was like that too. They don't have to be your kids. Any kid that you have a connection you know a relationship with can tell you things honestly deep truths about yourself um and the universe so I don't know I'm not telling you you need to like try to get your kid to do this I'm saying that when you're not looking for it when you're not pressing or trying 
just pay attention to what kids say because they are so much smarter than adults. And I I know that people don't like when I say that, but um, frankly, a lot of adults, there's just so much conditioning and ego to try to like get through that I don't even know what a lot of adults are saying. I'm just going to be very honest. And maybe that's just the ADHD, you know, I I just feel like there's a lot of energy that has to go out just to get to the root of what anybody is saying as an adult a lot of times. And, um, I just don't have a lot of energy comes, it comes up over and over. It's like, I don't have a lot of energy for that. And I feel bad about it. Sometimes I'm like, damn, am I just like, incapable of having friendships and I have found out this year that is not true I absolutely can have friendships I have some (laughs) feels pretty cool um today is a really good day if you're listening to this on the solstice or around new year's it is a really good time to reflect on the year that you've had write down the things that happened the big changes the things that were good the things that were shit And then also write down what you, not just what you hope for, but like in present tense, like I am, instead of saying, I want 2022 to be a year where I don't have to work so much. I know I said that earlier, but (laughs) when writing the intention, saying it like this, 2022 is a year where I will be prioritizing where I am Again, I'm I'm fucking it up. Do trying it in present tense. So 2022 is a year where I am prioritizing rest. And um, you know, prioritizing connection. Okay? Making it in sort of the present tense and not a this thing we're reaching for, but a thing that we're being, the thing that we're doing presently. Okay. I'm right now really trying to prioritize rest and I still I just fuck that up so often and it and I think I get stuck again reaching for perfection which doesn't exist but I'll try to do everything right you know in quotation because like how do you do that right I went to sleep last night with a podcast on something I really try to not do it's just bad sleep hygiene I yell at people for doing this not yell at them but I discourage people from doing this because you know in my dream work practice it's something that comes up falling asleep with media you know and I'm like don't do that but then last night I had such an interesting dream oh I'm actually gonna share I'm gonna share that yeah why not we're here I'm in bed (laughs) I'm actually sitting beside my bed not in my bed but sleeping with myth so where were we did I put it in here okay I'll just tell you from memory so last night's dream um I am in the middle of my town square and there is a huge like a warehouse that has been uh er erected (laughs) in the town square and there's a there's like um different rooms and this is a big competition the warehouse has been painted and made to look like a, uh, an old house, but every room is different and we're in a sort of a competition. We're in a sort of, um, it's like serving 
like waiting tables or something. And we're in this competition and there's this theme running throughout this whole sporting event, right? Where we're, it's mostly women and people assigned at female at birth, at least that I know in like IRL (laughs) people I know myself included, we're all competing. And the last, the thing I mostly remember was there was one room If you're familiar with a Cracker Barrel, it kind of looked like that in the way that there was like shit all over the walls. There there was a green like dining room with clocks and plates and floral wallpaper, a very dark, like like a forest green. And in that room, I remember coming out and I was like serving, which it's interesting that this came up because I've never served anything in my life I mean maybe like once or twice like I've had a little serving job like in high school but otherwise anyway so I leave this weird room that's all cluttered and I was like you know that room just reminds me of home for some reason and I look over and it's one of my childhood best friends who I haven't talked to in years and then suddenly the music switches to Tori Amos and we're kind of like reconnecting over how we used to listen to Tori Amos together in high school. Um, anyway, I'm going to probably reach out to her later because I do feel like dreams. Oh, sorry. Then I woke up. <laughs> um, I do feel like dreams around this time, um, around solstice and, and just this time in general, they have a lot of medicine for us that we may not fully know what they are. So my recommendation, write them down, anything you remember. Like the main thing I remember from this dream was the clocks and the plates on the wall and that green room and listening to Tori Amos, right? (laughs) That's the main thing I remember. It's like, what does all that mean? I don't know. And I don't need to know right now. And so for you, uh, same, same treatment, uh, that I'll recommend at least, you know, whatever you normally do with your dreams, that's fine. But I do recommend writing them down and then not trying to immediately extract meaning. Oh, this person represents this, this represents that. And I'm also going to say just, you know, very lovingly here, Please don't send me an interpretation of my dream either because I, this is where practicing boundaries I think is really important because other people, outside influence can kind of um, change the shape before we're ready to like consider it. So I share, I share this dream here and um you know, maybe I'll have a dream circle sometime in January. I would love to have another one, but I just, the turnout's usually pretty small. And then I have to go over, it's fine. I'm happy to go over how to do a dream circle. But again, like I said, there's this interest-based motivation that I, (laughs) that's the way that I operate. And so if, if anything is boring for me, you know, it's hard for me to do it. And I'm trying to understand that like actually internalize the the truth that it doesn't mean I'm a bad person, doesn't mean I'm lazy. I have an interest-based motivation system. Okay. It doesn't mean anybody else is bad for boring me either. I want people to know that I'm not super fascinating either. It's not anybody's fault. This is the way my brain works. And um you know, I really do want to have more gatherings where 
the whole, you know, our whole community can come together. I just get tired with the whole technology aspect. It's really hard for me to do all the button pushing. And that's the truth also with giving personal one-on-one readings. If I was just able to give everybody who wants one a reading and not have to charge you and not have to push all the buttons, you could just appear in front of me and I could give you the reading and then send you on your way and that's it. You know, I would do that. I would love to do that so much, but, um, you know, unfortunately we're still living under capitalism. I, um, I have thought, and this is again, one of my wild ideas, which I love to have. Um, yeah, I'm going to crawl in bed at this point. Quite, I'm quite tired (laughs) already. Um, but I have considered finding a way to do readings for free and just have that like a community supported thing. I have so many slots open for people who want readings and I would have, you know, some way to sponsor that, right? Somebody who maybe has really benefited, who would somehow, um, you know, or several people would pay for that so that I could just have my needs met and my family could like you know, have a living room floor, which we don't have right now. (laughs) So, um, all that to say that, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll take a nap. I do have a shift later for my, my other job. It's just, there's this part of me that's so ambitious as far as like all the things I can get done, all the projects. And there's this other part of me that's like, oh my God, bitch, you have no energy, but it's not it's not true. I do have energy. It's just, it's different. My energy is different from other people's. The way that it works, the way that it builds, the way that it can be used. I have to learn that and not do it from a place of shame because I have to admit now for many years, even, you know, even this year, I've had some aha kind of moments where I realize that everything I've tried to make myself do, it's been coming from a place of shame, coming from a place of, oh, you can't do this. You got to force yourself to work in this certain way. And like, it's, it's leaving me really tired and exhausted. And I used to put it off on other people. Like this boss is trying to make me work like this or this, um, my family just can't leave me alone. So I can't get anything done. And it's like, no dude, self, you are beating yourself up all the time for not having the energy for the things that you've promised to do, even though you've promised to do them from a place of truly thinking you could. And then you're so self, again, myth, you're so worried about looking like a flake or about people thinking that you don't do enough or that you're not really working or I don't know. It's like this weird capitalist programming that I'm still like I see that it's toxic I try to steer other people out of it and yet me myself I still fall into this because there's just so much fucking paperwork involved in owning a business in owning you know just even doing the work that I do above board which by the way I have gotten literally zero benefits from doing everything above board I don't know that I even recommend that because I just thought, oh, and I get my LLC, like, this will be legit. And it's like, since I've had my LLC, I've done, 
you know, I've mostly had my books closed, actually, because I still am just like lost in these government forms. And I'm really nervous, I'm gonna fuck something up. Um, Because I don't make, I feel like they just don't make anything easy. You know, I'm, I'm fighting for healthcare right now. And then I'm worried about like, oh, what if my client base thinks I'm flaky? You know, and I also don't even, I don't even see people as clients, you know, I see everybody as human and whoo, big chuck. I, um, I kind of want to get away from just calling people clients. Cause it sounds like, again, like I have something that you don't have, you're getting something so special from me. And it's like, yeah, I have had people walk away who are like, oh my God, thank you. Like this reading shifted everything for me. But I also kind of don't want people to expect that because the thing is, some readings, I'm really just, depending on how long they are and and who you are, it's like, I'm just getting a sense of who you are and all of your limiting limiting beliefs. And it is hard for me sometimes to be like, eh. Like, I want to interrupt people sometimes. I'm like, what you're saying is totally you limiting yourself, you know? But can I say that 30 times in one 30-minute session? I mean, I could. Maybe I should. But I feel like there's also this other layer, too, of like, okay, you're just being human. I want you to work on this for your own sake. But also, if the story you're telling yourself is you can't go anywhere and that you're stuck, well, that's going to be true, you know? Um, So... If you've been wanting a reading from me and right now my books are closed and you're like, oh, I want a reading because I have had a few people reach out and say that. I just want you to, again, consider what story you're telling yourself right now and see if there's a way where you can change it. Change the story you tell yourself. This is not the same thing as bypassing. We're not pretending like the story that you've been telling yourself doesn't have any roots in reality. It's like that worked for you to a certain point. However, now, if you feel stuck, the story has to change. This is like, I know I'm using a broad brush. If it doesn't, if it doesn't coat your, um, you know, your car door, then just leave it, you know, keep it at the junkyard. That metaphor didn't go anywhere. And I'm sorry. (laughs) Sometimes they don't work. But I just want to say, you know, I have dealt with stuckness a lot with other people and with myself and I've had to change my tune literally so that I can see what other options are available because a lot of times we're going to a reader because it feels like there's only two options and both of them suck and the thing is maybe all of your options suck that does happen really often however there's almost always more than two there's usually about seven or eight options And all of them have a reason that you're not even seeing them, right? Because, you know, asking for help feels so bad or because there's, you know, there's untapped resources. We can get so deep in our own stories and our own reality, right, where things are just so awful where we don't see that, oh, wait, there might be an untapped resource that can help me. But it's like, I get it when you just can't even see that because, you know, you're so deep in your story. Um, Okay. Anyway, I just, (laughs) I wanted to talk a little more 
and to talk about solstice, but it ended up being a ramble. I hope maybe there's something here for you. If nothing else, listen to the kids in your life around this time. Listen to the dreams that come through at this time. Write them down. Don't try to force a meaning out of them. Really, don't try to start immediately analyzing. I just, I know that that's what we want to do. We get interested in our dream work. But you know what's really cool is when you can kind of open up not kind of, when you open up your dream journal and you have all these dreams and then you can start seeing common themes and then you might choose to work a dream. And you know what? There are cases where you want to just immediately start working a dream. And I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm just saying if you are brand spanking new to dream work and you start getting dreams and you start getting frustrated because you don't know what to do with them, well, babes, don't do anything. Just record it have it and then eventually if you're comfortable you can share with a dream worker or in a group where um sharing dreams is part of the process because you will be amazed at what other people can pick up off your dream you can think it means one thing get all stuck that that's what it means and then uh, somebody will bring something up in, you know, in a container like a dream circle. And then it's like, oh, wait, there's this whole other dimension of this dream that I hadn't considered because we're really close. We're so fucking close to our own stories. We can't even, we can't even see ourselves sometimes. So also right here, as we're coming into new year, it is a good time to talk about our cards of the year. Everybody, we all have a collective card of the year. We're coming from Hierophant into uh, the lovers. Some readers see this differently, but you also have your own personal card of the year. And I give readings specifically to talk about your cards of the year, um, the one you're letting go of, the one you're coming into. And again, my books are closed, but at the new year, when I reopen them, um, if you're interested to go deeper, you can book one of those or a year ahead where we talk about basically we cover your entire year not in an astrological sense I'm not an astrologer but just with the energy that you can expect and encounter and sometimes I get really big hunches for what's going to happen and I have historically said I am not a predictive reader I don't want to do that and I don't want to do that however sometimes in those year ahead readings I will get a hunch and, you know, and I'm a little more predictive in that space. So the thing is with predictive readings, um, if you do them and you love them, there's nothing, I, I'm going to say there's nothing wrong with that, though there can absolutely be something wrong with that. And what can be wrong with that is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I tell you, hey, this terrible thing is going to happen on this date, and then you're walking on eggshells like afraid nervous for that time, you know, nervous about it happening, right? That's not really good for anybody. So that's kind of my rule with predictive readings. Um, and what I suggest for other people as well, if you're going to do a predictive reading, let it be strength-based, let it be in a way where you can show people their options. The future is just not fixed, at least as far as I know. Um, if it is that I, what is the point of anything? (laughs) 
I mean, maybe there is a point, but it's just like everything comes down to making the best of your circumstances, rising above them or, you know, doing something, changing your course. What other reason would we need a prediction other than, oh, maybe I can lean into that or avoid that or I don't know. Anyway, I love you guys. I'm, I've canceled so much stuff because I've been sick So anything in person, I've just totally canceled. And also I want to keep everyone safe, of course, but I'm also sleepy as fuck. Um, But again, I have endless energy for talking. Um, So I hope that you have a beautiful, wonderful solstice. I think, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier or not. I really want to um, create a holly essence Uh, a little later. So you might hear from me about that if you're wanting uh, some of that medicine. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, have a wonderful solstice. Have a great new year. I have a feeling maybe I won't talk on here every day (laughs) and talk before New Year's, but um, also I might. I need to... Here's... Here's the thing I need to do. I need to uh, link this podcast up to Apple and to Google Podcasts, but I just haven't yet because it's boring, even though I know <laughs> people have asked and it would be helpful. So I'm going to try to figure that out very soon. All right. You can find me on Patreon and on Instagram, uh, Sleepy House Healing, or you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. And TikTok at a mythic witch. Bye. Love you.